During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What the heck is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny X-Cast, episode 14, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, today, and you probably noticed I'm not joined by Gary or Alana Pierce. No, no, no. I have someone even better, even cooler, and even more hype, just like your boy, Snowbike Mike. My guy, Danny Pena, making his rounds here at Kind of Funny to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. Danny, welcome on to the show. Thank you so much for being my lone guest today here on the Kind of Funny X cast with me. Let, let me tell you, man, uh, and I mentioned this before recording. You know, I watch S cast every Saturday morning, remind me of like Saturday morning cartoons. You know, wake up in the morning with my coffee. I'm like, let me put it on, see what, what type of conversation I have for this week. You know, so I'm a huge fan, huge fan of X cast. <laughs> you are the best, Danny. And I'll tell you, me and Barrett and the whole team, we're all 90s kids over here. So we love hearing the term Saturday morning cartoons and we yep. love having you. And so many best friends come join us. Danny, it's October, also known as Donktober here with Barrett and my guy Blessing. But you have some great Halloween decorations. And I think yes. you were inspired by a kind of funny member, right? Yes, I got inspired by Blessing. He's a huge Halloween Halloween fan, right? You know, because yeah. I know he, I was was he was wearing, you know, a nice little suit, right? And had a Halloween theme. I'm like, man, you know, I should do something special for, for kind of funny. You know, so we have it here set up at 368. You know, so yeah, so shout out to Blessing, man. And Greg, shout too, you know, blessing. just in case, Greg. <laughs> Mainly Blessing for bringing the Halloween spirit. Thanks, Blessing. We both wanted to dress that up for you. But on top of that, Danny, you mentioned 386. And I want to oh, bring that up eight. right now. 368. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you and 368 did an incredible collaboration and you put it up on your Twitter, on their social feeds. An incredible mm -hmm. way to give back to an NYC first responder. Michael Santiago through the power of games and mm -hmm. Xbox. Why don't you fill in everybody what you did with this awesome one? Well, I want to mention very quick. Uh, I'm, I'm a podcaster, so I have a show called Gamer Tag Radio. So I have a lot of listeners worldwide. So um, I have a listener. His name is Michael Santiago. He's a first responder here in New York City. He works at a hospital called Lincoln Hospital in, uh, in the Bronx. So... You know, for a long time, I always wanted to meet with him because he's always posting on our Discord channel about his job. And he also protested for Black Facts Matter. It was all first responders that were protesting together. So he was posting pictures. So I'm like, man, I want to talk to him. Right. So one day I was at Bryant Park with uh, with my girlfriend, Rihanna. Um, shout out to her. And also uh, Tony Polanco. He he's has a show on Throwdown, a Throwdown podcast. And I told him, man. 
you know, I have the Xbox Series X early. How about if I invite one of my listeners and I'll talk to 368 to see if we could, you know, invite him and let him get some hands-on and he could be the first consumer to actually play. And, and at the same time, I wanted also to, to give thanks not only to him, but all the, respond, the first uh, responders that been um, helping not only here in New York City, but also worldwide, you know, they've been risking their lives. Uh, for us so i wanted to do something different and special and i on purpose i did it on the day of the embargo date and the reason is i wanted also to stand out because i really wanted this um, video to go out there uh, so people could see that and i hope this will inspire other content creators and media to do something like this in the future and uh and actually i also it was a huge risk for me because i've never met michael this was my that was my first time that i met him um, when he came to 368, and if he would have leaked something about what he got to see before the embargo date, I would have lost everything. Although my relationship would have had with Xbox, it would have been really bad. So it was a huge, huge risk, man. And I, I talked to him like, look, man, don't don't talk about it. Like, just keep it on the low for until Thursday. Please just wait until Thursday. And he's like, okay, okay. And yeah, he was fine. He was like, I, I to me, it was very special seeing him smile. Uh, he was, he's a huge fan of just gaming in general. He has all consoles, you know, but he was happy to get just to get that access, you know, because if you think about it, us content creators, we get to see a lot of stuff early, right? But the average consumer they, is, is rare if they get an opportunity like that. And to me, that was my highlight of the whole year, man. Seeing someone that's not a content creator, not a journalist, he's just a gamer. And he'd been through a lot this year his first day that he started working at the hospital was two days after the city got shut down that was his first day so this was like this was like my highlight in my career this was my highlight man and people thought this was like a marketing that xbox paid us like no this is strictly out of love man i always love to give back to my community man strictly out of love is right danny put everything on the line there like you yeah. said with that story that wasn't paid or anything yeah. uh, you brought it up, the first consumer to ever see it and experience the Series X. And that was something me and Alana got to talk with Major Nelson, right? And I asked him, hey, how are you going to make this special for fans and gamers around the globe when we near the new console launch as we live in a COVID world where we might not get to experience that midnight launch, that fiesta that you throw all around the globe. And so when I look at what you did for Michael and a first responder at that and really going out there and showing love. I thought that was an incredible way to bring the energy, to bring the positivity into the gaming space. So Danny, I commend you for that. And I thought it brought chills to me. I thought it would bring a smile to anyone, my man. Yeah. And I hope this inspired other people to do the same, same exact thing, man. Like, you know, since I started doing this podcasting thing back in, I started internet radio in like in 2001, but Gamer Tech Radio in 2005, every time I get an opportunity, I always will invite my community because I want them to feel like they always part of the experience too, you know, because I, I say this when I got my award uh, for the podcast Hall of Fame in uh, 2015, I invited my listeners to go with me and I've never met them in Texas, never met them. That was my first time. And the reason I did that is because since I started, they always been part of my journey and I want them to feel like that at E3. That I want them to feel when I'm at a, at a press event. That to me is super important. They're never going to forget that. You know, Michael coming over here to 368, seeing that you could watch the videos on 368, make sure to follow him on Twitter. But 
when you get to see that video, that was him. He he almost cried. He got emotional. So I we 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 should promote that more instead of like the negativity and console war. That to me was was awesome to see, man. I love that. And let's take a quick moment as we talk about this video. 368, you're out there in New York. You have this awesome space with this team to collaborate with. The video shows you guys in full hazmat suits. Everybody's wearing masks. Everybody's wearing gloves to make yeah. this special experience. Or Michael, in the world that we currently live in, tell me about 368. What are they doing as well with gamers out in NYC, especially mm -hmm. with you as a content creator? Actually, the, the, the day that we recorded that video with them, with, with Michael, he's the first person public from the public to come over here. Uh, because wow. we always, yeah, because this has been more like of like I'll come over here or other content creators that have a strong relationship with them and they'll have like private events here, like just just them here pro, um, streaming. But th the last day they got shut down, they had a a hip hop gaming party over here. Two day, actually two three days before the city got shut down, and um, they also have like um, uh, tournaments. They have like Apex. You're a fan of Apex, right? So oh yeah, Apex oh matches. yeah, 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 yeah. So they've done a lot of cool stuff like that, man. So make sure to follow them. They have a lot of great content. They uh, also have a podcast called Super Late Three Six Eight, and uh, they stream every Thursday night. So it's, it's cool. Great conversation about about content creation, about gaming, about all that stuff, man. So make sure to follow them, man. Cool piece. That's awesome. And yeah. since it's your first time here, Danny, and I get to talk with you, the audience of Best Friends gets to know you a little bit more. You've mentioned mm -hmm. Gamer Tag Radio. You talked about the Podcasting Hall of Fame. You really talked about being with your community and trying to elevate those experiences for them and yourself through positivity. You've been in this game for a long time in this content creation world, Danny. Why don't you tell the listeners about that, your journey? And let's make it a little bit about Xbox. How has Xbox and you partnered together to elevate your content? And what kind of, you know, feelings do you get when you work with such an awesome, you know, group like Microsoft? Yeah, you know what? I started actually internet radio um, back in 2001 um, because I'm a huge fan of, of Sega Dreamcast. It was Fandy Star Online that actually uh, got me into um, creating audio content. Uh, it's going to be 20 years now in January of next year. So I did that because I'm just a fan of Fanny Star. You know, I'll interview people from the gaming community. So later that year, right after uh, two months after 9-11, I heard that Nintendo was in town and also Xbox promoting their consoles. So it was the GameCube and the original Xbox. So I showed up with a tape recorder and a video camera. And I just show up and I started interviewing people that were in line because uh, it was an event called Xbox Unleashed. This event was a 48-hour competition. You, you go and compete and you have to play Dead or Alive or Project Gotham Racing. There was a couple other ones that if you win, you get points, right? So at the end of the 48-hour, if you're in like the top, uh, top three, you will win a trip to Cancun, free oh. Xbox. Yeah, all kinds of Cool stuff, cool stuff. So I did it, and I did a terrible job, by the way. But I was recording a lot, and I even went. Um, I went up to the pe the the staff that were working on at the event, and I was like, "Hey, can I get a media badge?" And like, sure, no question asked about my business cards, nothing. So I went um, behind closed doors. I got to meet Jay Adler, the original creators of of, of Xbox. It was really cool. Then at the end, they gave us uh, all of us a free Xbox. It was like oh. ten of us, right? So we got it two. Two, three weeks before it launched. So I was like, oh, this is crazy. I got a free console. Like, I couldn't even believe it, man. So then a week after that, 
Microsoft contacted me again and they wanted me to go to their launch at Times Square. And I had no idea. I just showed up. I had a tape recorder in my pocket and they were like, Danny, we want you to play video games with Bill Gates. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. So I got to play. <laughs> I got to play with him. Uh, it was Fusion Frenzy. We were competing. It was me and other, and other gamers. And uh, that was an awesome event. That was a really cool event. The Rock was there too. It was, you know, it was like, it was a game changer for me, man. Uh, that completely changed my life. And after that, 2005, I created Gamer Tag Radio and the rest is history, man. So uh, back in February, we had uh, Phil Spencer on our show and he talked about, you know, everything they were planning to do for this year. You know, the, this actually, if you think about it, that was the kickoff for Xbox for 2020. You know, uh, at the end of 2019, it was uh, the Game Awards that showed the, tra- the, the trailer of, of the console. And right after that, a couple of weeks after that, was our podcast. And he tweeted about our show that he was going to be on while he was in Japan. I don't know what he was doing over there, but, you know, that was really cool that he tweeted, you know, at 3 o'clock in the morning, oh, I'm going to be on Gamertag Radio for 1,000 episodes, man. So, but yeah, check us out. Uh, I have a show there with uh, Paris Lady and Pelo Toledo. And uh, yeah, the rest is history, man, with us, man. Wow. Nearing 20 years of content creation, you were telling me before the show, and a thousand plus episodes of Gamertag Radio. Wow, oh, wow, Danny. That's uh, an incredible history right there yeah. with the games. Yeah, first, actually, first video game podcast to reach a thousand episodes. Wow, incredible. And you had <laughs> yeah. Phil Spencer on there. Like you said, that yeah. was the kickoff to just this incredible year of Xbox that we've had, the mm-hmm. previews, the hype building up to where we're going to be in just a matter of a month, which is really excited. But Danny, as well, to wrap this part up here on the intro and the Mm -hmm. icebreaker is, you know, you are here to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. We Mm -hmm. at Kind of Funny have brought on a number of content creators from the Hispanic community, and they've done an incredible job on Games Daily, to We Have Cool Friends, to the Kind of Funny podcast. And so for you, what has this experience been like and what does it mean to you celebrating Hispanic heritage in the gaming space? And how do you continue to elevate those voices and encourage that community to keep playing games? Yeah, you know, I really want more of the gaming community, the gaming websites, uh, major gaming websites to to promote and highlight not only content creators, but also developers, man. Like a lot of people don't know about this, but, uh, you know, the the creators of Mortal Kombat, they're Latinos, you know, they're uh, Mexican and Dominican. You know, a lot of people don't know about that, you know, and, and I think I have to give props to to the whole kind of funny crew. Because by them doing that, that inspired a lot of Latinos that they feel left out. They want to be part of the gaming industry and they don't see enough of us. They don't see us, man. We'll see just one people, one race and that's it. No, let's promote all race, man. You know, and I love, I love seeing that they're highlighting Latinos this week, man. Not only, not only from the content creation side, but also gaming developers or esports. I think, um, I think it's super important, man. You know, and also I have to send you a drink too because i sent a drink to um to andy and greg so i think you should be next man I gotta oh send you you're guys. the best you're yeah, too good to me dominican rum dominican rum man Brugal. <laughs> i'm all about it well thank you so much for joining me thanks for the background thanks for having some fun kicking off the show but of course Definitely. for everybody listening out there this is the kind of funny x cast each and every saturday we post at 6 a.m west coast best coast time on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and of course podcast services around the globe so please leave a like share it with everybody you know and of course leave a comment let me know what you thought of the episode 
as well. Don't forget that Greg Miller's first ever playthrough of Halo Combat Evolved continues the fight on YouTube each and every Sunday. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Your Xbox weekends kick off right here, right now. On top of that, if you want even more Xbox content, if you want to hear the first impressions, not the full review of the Xbox Series X, what do you call that, preview model from the Kind of Funny crew, they have all teamed up together for the Kind of Funny Games cast this week. You can go check that out. The team over there will give you their first impressions. And finally, to wrap out housekeeping news, Donktober is back, y'all. That's right. We took a week off last week. Now, the boys are back. Barrett, Courtney, and yeah. Blessing will return for Donktober Part 2 tomorrow. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. That's this. That's today. Saturday, if you're listening live right now, you can go check that out at 12 p.m. noon. Or you can catch the VOD on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games on Sunday. That's all the housekeeping news I got for you. We kicked off the show with an awesome introduction of our cool guest, Danny Pena. We had a great heartwarming story. Now I want to make you smile with something fun, something kind of dumb, but I really like it. We have seen a report and seen some awesome photos and videos of a gentleman out there running the Game Pass app on a Samsung fridge. That's right. Thanks to cloud gaming, content creator Richard Mallard, a.k.a. on his YouTube, Chillin' with Twisted 420, or you can find him on his Instagram, Vaping with Twisted 420. You can see him running through a number of Game Pass titles through cloud gaming. I watched his YouTube video. He played Doom Eternal, Gears 5 multiplayer, Minecraft Dungeons, Forza Horizon 4, and Battletoads all on his Samsung fridge. Danny, people are putting Game Pass everywhere that's got a screen on it. What do you think about putting it on a fridge? I I think that's awesome. And you know what that means? That means that more people are going to figure out how to get Game Pass if they don't have an Android phone. That's how I see it. That's how that's I see it. That's a really it. smart thing, Danny, right there. So, that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, look, technically, the fridge is not an official product for you to play Game Pass, but people will find a way how to play it, man. You know, so I think that's really cool, man. Really, really awesome to see, man. So, yeah. No doubt. And we know that, you know, Microsoft last week announced, hey, we're going to work on a web-based solution to try to, you know, get around those Apple terms and conditions that they're currently battling. But, man, mm-hmm. oh, man, it shows you, just like you said, Danny, if there's a screen, there's a way. And with Game Pass and that app, you can put it on anything. And the coolest part, Danny, is on his Instagram, this guy is teasing that he has the Game Pass app running on a smartwatch. So make sure to go check this guy out what? once again. I, I had no idea about this. That is uh, insane. Yeah. <laughs> so looks pretty cool. The guy is really fun. Again, his yeah. name is Richard Mallard. You can find him on his YouTube, Chilling chilling with twisted 420 on youtube instagram vaping with twisted 420 like i said he's teasing that he has it on a smartwatch. i don't know what more content you could want this is awesome and it brings a smile to my face you know i i think that's gonna open the doors for new uh, subscribers to game pass forget about the watch and the fridge but i'm saying like people see People, you know, people see uh, others playing that uh, the streaming service. I think they're gonna go and sign up, man, and, and try it from themselves too, man. So that's cool, really, really cool. We no need doubt. more people to join the community, man, and play the games, man. Heck yeah! And I so. think this next conversation might have some more people uh, joining the co- joining the community here. All right. Uh, some big breaking news starting today from an interview from Kotaku by Stephen Totillo. Uh, mm-hmm. I apologize if I mispronounced that name. Uh, with Phil Spencer, of course, the head of Xbox. I'm gonna read. This part right here, of course, many of you already know about the Bethesda purchase, and we're going to continue to have this conversation of 
Will they make these games exclusive? Will they not make these games exclusive? So coming from Kotaku with this interview, when asked about the Bethesda purchase, I'm going to read straight from the article right now. Spencer had said in previous interviews that existing deals involving ZeniMax games would still be honored, suggesting that something like the time-traveling game Deathloop would still come first to PS5, as previously announced. Beyond that, though, fans have wondered whether ZeniMax games would go Xbox and PC only. In other words, they've wondered if PlayStation would stop getting fallouts and miss out on the sequel to Skyrim. I wondered that, too. Quote, is it possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls VI on the PlayStation? I asked. Quote, yes, end quote, Spencer quickly replied. He then paused and said, quote, I don't want to be flip about that. He added, this deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to play games. But I'll also say in the model, I was just answering directly the question that you had. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Game Pass and our console base, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, whatever that means. Once again, the big one there, I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support. Danny, we're going to talk about this till the cows come home, till mm -hmm. we can't talk anymore. It's going to be every single game. And they said it's going to be a case-by-case -case basis. Danny, does this quote right here shed any more light to the future of Will they make these games exclusive? Will they not make these games exclusive? Look, I have this conversation with my co-host Paris Lilly. Uh, and also I made a bet with Andrew Renee from What's Good Games. I told her, Starfield, Edge of Scrolls, and future games that's coming out from Bethesda, that's going to be exclusive for Xbox. The reason is, the key word that he said here, Phil, number of devices. It's all about Game Pass, man. This investment was to promote Xbox Game Pass. So if Game Pass is on PlayStation 5, let's just say, or Nintendo Switch, then yeah, you get the opportunity to play those games. But the key thing is you have to subscribe to Game Pass in order for you to get the opportunity to play those games. Let's keep it real. These games are not going to come out for PlayStation 5 and, and Nintendo Switch. It's not. This is going to be exclusive for Xbox and also PC. It is. It is. Like, if you think about it, if it was Google Stadia, do you actually think Google is going to say, let's put all these games on any other platform? If PlayStation would have done the same thing, would, would this be in every single platform? No. It will be only on PlayStation. Nintendo, same exact thing. This investment, $7.5 billion, was not to, hey, everybody will get to play the games. No, this is an investment so more people could subscribe to Game Pass, even though you didn't even have to buy the console. Like we were having the conversation about the fridge, right? You could play Game Pass without having an Xbox Series X and you could play Starfield through there, through your Android devices and in the future iOS devices. That's the key, man. Because you think about it, Mike, it's 
billions and billions of people that have Android and iOS devices, man. They want to get that crowd. They don't need, they're not trying to sell the console. And that's the thing that people are still stuck. Like, oh, you need an Xbox Series X in order to play all these games. No, man. It, this is, is I think this generation is different. It's not how it used to be, man. It's not at all. Do you agree? Oh, Danny, I, I fully agree. I think you saw me smiling. I know all the best. You were like, you were like, yes, yes. Because <laughs> yeah. I get excited about this, right? I, I am a gamer through and through, but really, I am an Xbox gamer. I play my Xbox 95% of my gaming career here, and I turn it on every single day. And I love Bethesda games. I've grown up with Bethesda games, and I've also mm -hmm. grown on the flip side where I've grown up being an Xbox fan, where it's usually put in my face that we don't have games, we don't have big exclusives, and there's no real reason to own an Xbox. But man, oh man, seeing that $7.5 billion deal go through to acquire all of these teams, all of these games, was a big deal to me, Danny. And I agree with you. And I agree with many Xbox gamers. I hope and I want Xbox and Microsoft to make all these games exclusive to their ecosystem, right? This isn't just a console. This is an ecosystem, as Danny said. You can play it on PC if you got one. You can play it on the home of Xbox consoles. Or, best of all, if you don't want any of that, you can go play it out with xCloud through Cloud Gaming on the Game Pass app, which I think is the coolest, is right, Danny. And so for me, I get pumped up. I get energized. I get emotional thinking, wow, oh, wow. Xbox right now for this generation We've thrown away all those dumb frills that we didn't need. The connect, the snap feature, the TV functionality, being the all-in-one box. No, this is a box for games. This is a box for gamers. And Microsoft is showing me and everybody around the world that they care about games. And they want this place, this ecosystem, to be the best mm -hmm. place to play games. And why not have Bethesda under that roof? So, man, oh, man, Danny, I would think, yes, they have to go and become exclusive for really this to blow up and shine mm -hmm. here. And think about this, Mike. What was the reason this was announced 24 hours before pre-order started? It's, oh my gosh, right, Danny? There's a, there's a reason for that. It wasn't being like, hey guys, you know, we're just announcing it randomly. It was, look, it's, think of it, it's like a game of chess, man. You think before you move. This was all planned. They knew, they know what they were doing, man. It's, look, man, they want, more people to get the console or to subscribe to the service. That's it, point blank. You know, people are still stuck on, oh no, they need, they, they waste a lot of money, 7.5 billion, so they need to make that money back. No, this is not short-term, this is long-term. You know, it's like same thing as, as Netflix, right? They had the Marvel series part of the service, right? What happened? Disney... While they had the show, their the Marvel IP on Netflix, Disney was working on their streaming service. They were about to launch. Hey, you know what? We want our our IPs back, and we're gonna put it on our service exclusive there. And yes, Xbox doesn't have crazy amount of of. I mean, it's a lot of people that subscribe to the service, but for them to actually get um um more money to the company. It's like Disney is going to take some time. They have a certain amount of people that need to be subscribed to the service for them now to make more money for, for the service, right? It's, it, again, it's not short-term, it's long-term. So I think this move was smart and that's not 
not going to be the only studio they're going to acquire. There's going to be there's going to be maybe one more or two in the future. You never know. And we'll talk Ooh. about that more in a few minutes. <laughs> why, why don't we talk about it right now, Danny? I Let's mean, we're chopping up. It. We're talking about a big investment, a big acquisition. Now, yeah. earlier in the week, I don't remember the Twitter user because I don't have him in front of me, but we mm -hmm. had a tweet go out and a rumor come out and start to create that said, you know what? Microsoft's not even done with the acquisition. They have one more big one, a mic drop moment, something bigger than Bethesda that they're going to announce before the consoles launch. And so you start to look around the landscape and you start to think of studios that they could acquire something bigger than Bethesda. Danny, is there anything that you turn your eye to and go, this could be the one, this could be the announcement that shifts the tide of the gaming world once again? So it can't be WB because that was the big rumor a couple of months ago. That's not going to happen. Look, so I'm going to take it back to February and I highly recommend people listen to our episode with Phil Spencer, our 1000 episode. He, we asked him, actually Paris asked him about, are uh, they planning to make an investment to acquire studios in Japan? And Phil was like, really, he, he talked a lot about Japan during that interview. And he started talking about Fanny Star Online and Sega and this. I'm like, okay, I, like, why would he randomly just start, start talking about like, you know, Fanny Star Online? So I thought, I'm not saying I'm right, but I thought it was going to be Sega. I still think it would be cool for Sega uh, to be part of Xbox. And th th there's a, a history why I think that. If you think about it, if, if you go back when the original Xbox came out, there was exclusives that was supposed to come out on Dreamcast and it was only available exclusively for Xbox. And there was Jet Set Radio Future. And also uh, there was uh, GT. I forgot what, what game it was. It was a GT racing game. Um, and also Panzer Dragoon came out exclusively for, for Xbox. So I would love to see Sega to be part of Xbox, right? If not, I still think it's going to be a Japanese studio. I, I honestly think it's going to be a Japanese studio uh, because Xbox needs a studio from there to get more subscribers to be part of, of Game Pass. Again, not about the console. In Japan, South Korea, all these other places outside of the U.S. and Europe, it's super popular mobile devices over there. That's, like, that's the reason why Nintendo Switch has been selling like crazy over there because they love to play on the go on the train or on the trip and so on. So I think it's going to be a Japanese studio. That's my prediction. So if I'm, you know, if I'm wrong, whatever, but I'm going, I'm going that route, that route right there, man. Okay. I like, uh, Danny, I like that. And the great insight, right? Of you have spoken with Phil. We read this quote right here from Phil on mm -hmm. this Bethesda exclusivity one. It, it sounds like there's more to come. It's going to be a day by day thing, but man, oh man, I look around the landscape and I think to myself, I think of names of, Capcom, I think of Konami, I think of From Software. I also look over at Ubisoft and I think, man, mm -hmm. what could be a mic drop moment bigger than Bethesda for me personally would mm -hmm. be From Software and Ubisoft personally, right? I love those games. I think they fit into what Microsoft wants to continue to develop this big portfolio and this wide breadth of games that they already have with their 23 studios. And I say, man, if you grabbed a Ubisoft, I don't know why you would buy any other console than an Xbox from that point forward because they have all the games. That would be insane to think about. But also on the flip side, like you said, 
to grab that Eastern market over there, that untapped market that has always been said about Xbox. They don't have enough of these games. Where are the JRPGs? Why aren't they getting in and having market penetration over here? That could be a really big one for them to focus on. We saw them bring Game Pass over there. We see them making a really big push with the consoles this generation. That could be a fun one, Danny, to really elevate them. Yeah, and, and also, let's go back earlier this year. What were the games that came out day one only on Xbox? Streets of Rage 4, which is a Sega IP. It was on Game Pass, but it was available in other, in other devices too, right? Fandy Star 2, Fandy Star Online 2, was the only exclusive for, for PC and Xbox, right? And even the, the next Fandy Star Online that's coming out uh, sometime next year, which is also going to be an exclusive for Xbox, time exclusive, not exclusive, exclusive, but I still think there's something happening behind the scenes with Xbox and Sega. It could be either that they acquire the company or it could be that we might see games that's going to be available on, on, all, on all platforms. But the difference is they want on Game Pass. That's also be a, like a very strong partnership from Sega and Microsoft. That's possible too. So imagine there's a, a new, let's just say, Shinobi game or something, right? It will be available day one on Game Pass. I think that would be really cool. I'm not saying this is going to happen. It's just my crazy prediction, you know. So I'm just excited about <laughs> about all this, man. So. Yeah, no doubt, right? We're just speculating here and dreaming yeah. big. But you look around, right? You just buy Zenimax Media. Then over there, they've partnered with EA to bring EA Play onto Game Pass. And so there's this big momentum here of getting third-party exclusives or partnerships. Like we've always talked about, we look over at sony right there with the spider-man dlc coming to avengers only on that platform right and people have always said why isn't microsoft going into these kind of partnerships especially after we had that one with tomb raider we'll never forget where microsoft took that on the chin right i thought as an xbox gamer that mm -hmm. was the coolest to get tomb raider the new reboot exclusive for a full year over on xbox no matter how you thought that was a great partnership right but they seem to have taken a lot of abuse similar to what we talked about with the exclusivity over here on the Microsoft side of why are they getting timed exclusives? They can't have timed exclusives. But when we look on the opposite side, it's always nothing but sunshine and gumdrops. So I hope this is the time where the tides start to shift a little bit. Yeah, see, you're, you're right about that, man. Like if it's any other company, it's okay. But when they do it, it's like, it's like a bad thing and everybody start attacking. It just doesn't make no sense to me. Look, I think that... I love that they're in third place or second place, whatever you want to think about. But the reason why I like that is because they're hungry. So it will force the company to start doing new things uh, for, for, for the, the industry. So like Xbox Game Pass, I feel like the reason why that's out is because, yo, Sony been kicking butt the last generation. That's forced Xbox to make changes, man. The reason why we have the Xbox One X, the Series X, uh, Series S is because of that competition. When you become number one, you are like just chilling, not doing anything. Like, you know what? We're good. People are going to buy our stuff. But when there's competition and they're beating you, it forces you to do new things, man. You know, so think about it. Xbox 360 was in the, I think it was in the States and Europe. It was on top. And they got comfortable Xbox. 
And, and you already know what happened in 2013 when they forced having Connect part of the console. People were like, damn, $4.99 for this? Right? And then PlayStation, oh, $3.99. You, you already know the history after that. But again, competition is good because at, at the end of the day, we win, Mike. Yep. It's not, it's, I, look, I get everybody has like fun with the console wars and everything. It's cool. But I'm first a gamer. And when there's competition, we win. Cheaper prices for, for console or games or, like you said, we were having a conversation with Game Pass. Like, it's, it's good for us, man. So we have a lot of options now, man. You could even do this. You could buy the PlayStation 5 now, right, in November, and sign up for Game Pass and just buy, play those games on your Android device or, in the future, iOS. And you don't even have to go and buy a console. You be part of the ecosystem. And we can still play online Halo Infinite and all these other games, man. And you could be part of the community, man. You don't need to buy the console if you want to, man. So that's the beauty about now compared to back in the days. Back then, it was like we didn't have a lot of options. It was either Sega, Nintendo, that's it. And there's going to be other ones that was it kind of flopped, right? And that's it. But now we have so many, so many options. I think that's a good thing for us, for us gamers, man. Definitely, Danny. I think you hit it really well, right? We always bring up us as gamers, right? No matter where you fall, I know we all like to cheer on our favorite consoles and companies, right? But mm -hmm. when you look around, we're all gamers. We love to do this hobby. We love to play games. We love to share these moments together. And you said it so well of like, hey, we saw PlayStation really create something incredible last generation. And that forced Xbox and Microsoft to work even harder. And now we head into this generation looking at so many awesome opportunities from this group over here, right? An ecosystem of shared games saves and a community there we look at backwards compatible titles where these games from my original xbox 360 and xbox one are going to come with me and stay with me through the rest of my gaming career thanks to xbox and what they've done with that which warms my heart and makes me almost want to cry because that's one when we compare it to the computer right your computer will always have all your games and you make it better and better every single time you want to upgrade but on the consoles, we've kind of had to leave those behind or hold on to them in a box. Now Microsoft says, hey, our goal is to make sure those are always with you. And sure, I know we want the newest and the baddest and the greatest things. But when you look back, you want that collection to come with you. And I love knowing that that's always going to follow. Game Pass, the addition of that to help me save money, right? I'm a gamer who has spent all of my money on games when I was a young adult, right? I would get a paycheck and I would go buy as many games as physically possible. Now it's like, hey, you can try so many of these games without putting up that upfront price and just buy into the subscription service, which I absolutely love. So I think Microsoft with the, you know, the acquisitions of ZeniMax Media and Bethesda, what they're doing now with this console and this ecosystem, man, oh man, it's really fun to celebrate. And it's hard not to look around and just kind of fist bump in the air like this is great yeah this is i think this is a good thing man and i can't wait for the future man I, and i i think because of that we're gonna see better things now with other companies for playstation also uh nintendo man so i think overall it's a good thing for the gaming industry man so well, i can't wait let's keep it going with the future right now it mm -hmm. has now been three weeks danny since influencers and press media have received their preview units mind you this is a preview unit not the final version of the Xbox Series X that you have seen in the hands of many's around the globe, but they have had now three full weeks with the console.
to give their impressions on certain pieces, right? We haven't really seen a couple of things. And you and I are going to talk about that right now, but we've seen a lot of the embargo for this is now lifted, meaning we've seen a lot of first impression, final impression roundups, but not reviews. So I wanted to read a couple because I don't have one, but I know Danny has one. So I'll get to ask him questions, but just yeah. a couple from around the gaming community, right? So over here with Ryan McCaffrey from IGN, everything about this console so far screams how serious Microsoft is about not repeating the mistakes of the Xbox One generation. It is definitely more powerful than its primary competitor on paper. It's not force bundled with an accessory the market is going to reject. And in practice, its design is compact and quiet, and it really does beat down does beat down game loading times with the with its SSD drive. To top it off, Microsoft isn't hyping up any TV or multimedia enhancing features either. This is a games machine full stop. Another one from friend of the show, Jeffy Grub Grub, my guy Jeff Grub, who I love. Uh, he wrote, we've hit a point of diminishing returns for game visuals, but playing games on the Xbox Series X is faster, more responsive, and all around more pleasant. It's especially noticeable when going back to the Xbox One X to make some comparisons. Unlike that aging console, the Xbox Series X feels like it was built by people who believe in video games. Maybe they have plans to sell you TV and video content, but the obvious, the obvious primary goal is to get you on Xbox Game Pass and play more games than you ever have before. And the Xbox Series X is a joy to use for that task. One final one coming from The Verge with Tom Warren. Tom Warren, just a quick one. Microsoft has focused on the basics that really matter. High frame rates, a quiet and cool console, faster load times, accessory support, and backwards compatibility. In my three weeks of using the Xbox Series X, it's fair to say it has delivered on these basics. Danny, I am reading, I am seeing, I am watching, I'm taking in a whole lot of positives right now on these early impressions of these preview models from different content creators around the globe. And it's got me excited. It's got me hype. I know you have had your hands on it. We got to share that awesome collaboration and story that you got to do with the Series X. What are some of your early impressions of this console that you can speak about? Yeah. One thing, it feels expensive. It feels premium. <laughs> That's one thing for sure. Another thing I want to bring up is I know there's, there's been a discussion like, oh my God, does it, it's like, there's a heating problem. Or, no, there's not. I, I'll tell you this. Um, I had a console on for two days straight. Two days straight. It was perfectly fine. <laughs> hold so on, I don't hold know. on. Two days yeah. straight, people. Just yeah. so you all hear this. Two days straight he had this on. Yeah, yeah I did that over the weekend. So it was uh, during the day I'll play. And if, like, my family got to watch TV, I'll just leave it on the dashboard. And then I'll go on and start playing different games, right? So there's no heated problem. I don't know where that got, where this came from. But uh, don't believe, don't believe the, the rumors from, from online. So that's one. Another thing I think that is going to be the future about all this is quick resume. You will not see that on PC. Or any other consoles. This is strictly on a, on the Series X and S. And the reason why I like this so much is sometimes I'm playing a multiplayer game, right? And I just want to 
go and play a different game, single player, right? I just switch. And the thing is, I I don't feel like I'm I'm wasting my time uh, because the game slows so fast that I could I could change games all the time. So I could go from let's say I'm playing um, Doom Eternal, and my brother would be like Danny, hey, I'm I'm a, I'm playing Apex Legends. Come over here. So I'm like, all right. So I just switch the game, go on Apex Legends, start playing with him. Let's say the power goes out. And your your power goes out for two days, let's just say. I turn it on. I'll go back to Doom Eternal. And the game will stay exactly where I had it two days ago. You could have it off for 24 hours. And you could still will go back to your previous games that is there on, stand, on standby. Right? The only thing is, anything that's multiplayer, you will lose. Because it's like, think about it. When you're playing Destiny 2, you can't pause the game. You can't pause the game at all, right? So think of it as like as that. So this is going to work more on the single-player side than more than anything. So I think that's a game-changer. Quick resume, a huge game-changer. Now, when it comes to loading, I love that part, man. Because I'll play some games previously, right? And when it's loading, I'll go grab my phone, check in Twitter. You know, while it's loading. But now, I don't even have time to pick up my phone, man. That's the crazy thing, man. So I'm playing uh, Destiny, exactly. Um, I've been playing that a lot lately because um, I had the game when it originally came out, and then I stopped. I was not buying the the expansions, the expansion packs that came out. But now that everything is available on Game Pass, I'm like, I'm going all in. And plus the new one that comes out uh, next month, that's also going to be available. I'm sorry. It's going to be also going to be available on Game Pass. Yep. So, so yeah, I think um, on that part, I, I think the console is going to be really good. I'm super curious to try out the Series S. That's one thing that I really want to try out because that system is, doesn't have 4K, but it's going to have the same, same features, quick resume, loading time, everything. And um, it's going to look good for, for those that don't have a 4K uh, TV, man. And it's only $299. Like, that's genius. That's huge. That's you know? the one over the past three weeks, right, Danny? We have not seen any Xbox Series S content, right? We've only seen the X. So like you said, it is exciting to think about, you know, we'll call it, quote, unquote, this lower end model, right? This cheaper version that isn't going to put out the same 4K resolution, but is touting that it can still do just the same as that other box. It's going to be really exciting to put that to the test and actually see it come to fruition if it's all true, right? We have no idea what it looks like quite yet because nobody has one yet. Yeah, I'm excited. I pre-ordered, by the way, uh, Microsoft Store. So it took me like an hour and a half to pre-order the, the Series S. <laughs> <laughs> took me an hour and a half, man. But uh, I'm excited to try that out once it comes out November 10th. But uh, but think about this, Mike. Remember when I, I earlier today I said that that was the kickoff with yep. the conversation with Phil Spencer, right? Think about this. Every month this year, there was something new, an announcement. Now closer to the launch of the Series X and S in the month of October, there's has been content every single week since the day that everybody got, uh, the, the content creators of the media got their consoles. It, even before that, there was, I think there were a couple of media that got it even earlier than that. So every week since September, mid-September, there's been something, an announcement either from Xbox Wire or 
from the content creators or journalists, right? So now we hit the preview embargo, right? Who knows what's going to happen next, man? Next week, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more announcements on Xbox Wire all the way to launch. And that I think that's a good thing because the company is super, like, they're being aggressive this time compared to 2013. You know, they're so being- as a fan, it's, it's good. It's a huge thing for us, man, for like, as a fan, that's good. That's not bad at all, man. Oh, you got me smiling, right, Danny? I, I look around and I say, man, this is like the most open, honest, fun that Xbox and Microsoft branding has ever been, right? And for a mm-hmm. consumer and a gamer like me, I want to share those moments with the companies that I love, especially with Xbox, right? And I love what they've done on the social side. I love how they've put together so much fun and so much content throughout the year. Like you said, Danny, right? It, it feels like as an Xbox guy, we're on the upswing. We're out here celebrating. We're constantly talking because if we rewound to like last year, right, it was tough to talk about anything just devoted to Xbox, right, and to really celebrate it. Now we're on a totally different mindset here where it is nonstop conversations. It is nothing but fun content, and it's a whole lot of hype heading into November, and they've done a great job capturing that essence and keeping it going throughout this year, especially in a crazy year that it's been with 2020. Think about this, man. This has been the like the year that they've been super confident with their product. Like, think about this. Who else has sent console, a next-gen console, over a month in advance? I have never seen that. And I've been doing this for like 20 years. I've never seen that, ever. Usually, companies will send consoles like maybe a week or two for review, right? A month? Over a month? That's insane, man. That's insane. So I think this is good, man. So forget about the console wars. I think this is this is great just for as a gamer overall. This is a good thing, man. So I'm glad that they're doing this. We didn't get this vibe from Microsoft back in 2013. PlayStation was the aggressive one during that time. Having the console for $2.99 and all that stuff, right? It forced Xbox to do so many things, man. And then don't get me wrong, there was a couple games that came out during the last gen that I still love, but I think it was just people were focusing so much on the 499 that I feel like a lot of people didn't give the opportunity to try those games. Like for example, Sunset Overdrive. Yep. That's that's one of my favorite games of this generation. I love that game so much. And that's the reason why there is a Spider-Man on PlayStation, believe it or not. It's the same developers. They learn so much developing from that game and took that those skills and put in the Spider-Man, you know? So if you ever get the chance, man, try out Sunset Overdrive. That game is super underrated, man. Super underrated. So That is a must play. It's right, Danny. Yeah. Well, a couple yes. of cool things that we learned over the past three weeks. And Danny, you can fill in any gaps that I might have missed. But we really had an emphasis on backwards compatible games and how those are going, like I said, and how much they mean to me, right? They're going to come with you to this next console. And they're going to work instantly, right? Your cloud save is going to be there. The game is going to boot up and we're also seeing cool like boost to graphics and frame rates without even being optimized. It's just showing you that with this more powerful box, it's going to take those games and it's going to run them almost on like an ultra setting, right? Without even having to be optimized for that specific title, which is awesome. We got to see the power of the SSD with the fast start times and the quick resume as you brought up. And that seems to be the game changer is right, Danny. And one that you just 
you you talked about, right? And a big one that Alana, if she was here, is going to promote is, hey, that quick resume works. Even if you unplug your console, like Danny just said, right? You could lose power and that's going to have that bookmark, that save ready to go for you. Alana on her YouTube, you can go check it out. She has unplugged the Xbox completely, plugged it back in and can boot right back up with that quick resume feature, which is truly mind boggling to me and really exciting. On top of that, I found some other cool tidbits of quick resume. Jeff Grubb reported with an online quick resume, Fallout 76 kicked him to the main menu, but a game that connects to a server like Hitman 2, if that's quick resumed, and then it has to, it will quick resume, but it quickly has to like ping the server. So it's really interesting to think about that, right, Danny, as you talked about multiplayer games and more specifically for me, as I'm a big multiplayer game, right? I understand, or multiplayer gamer, I understand I'm not jumping back into Call of Duty, right? It's not going to put me back in my lobby. It's not going to put me back in my game. But when I think of games like Fallout 76, or I think of NBA 2K, right, where I technically have to be connecting with that server for it to wake up and let me play. I do like seeing that a game like Hitman, it's going to quick resume to where you are, but it's just going to take that moment to ping the server. And I, that gives me hope for the future of, hey, maybe if developers really take quick resume seriously, like it seems to be, maybe they'll find a way for games that, you know, whether they be full multiplayer or this in-between where they have to connect, they'll find a way to work around that and ensure that quick resume continues on, which I'm really excited about. Another cool one Jeff talked about was he showed quick resume working between two different accounts on an Xbox. So say Danny starts to play Titanfall one on his account and he gets up for dinner and I'm his roommate. If I go onto his account, sign into my account, I can actually pick a different game, start playing it. And Danny can come back and click on that Titanfall game as his account. And it will quick resume for him. And same thing for me. So I thought that was really crazy of quick resume working between two accounts. Now, mind you, Jeff Grubb will tell you that both accounts can't try to access the same game. So meaning if Danny was on Titanfall with his quick say, quick resume, I can't go into his Titanfall. It will collide with each other and won't work. But what do you think about that, Danny? That's pretty wild between two different accounts. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, and you know what? Man, shout to Jeff, man. Shout to him. Um, I had no idea about that. And again, Quick resume is a game changer, man. A game changer. Especially, look, I used to live um, in Dominican Republic for like four years um, back in the days. And um, sometimes in certain spots in the island, the power will go out, right? So when I was young in the 90s, I would play uh, Final Fantasy 3, 6, for those that are into the series, or uh, any other games, right, from Super Nintendo, right? The power goes out, that's it. You lose everything if you don't save it, right? So imagine you're playing a game through your Xbox Series X or S and the power goes out and I change it to a different game. I'm good. I'm not going to lose that. I'm not going to lose that the, the, where I'm at in the game. And so I think that's a, a, a good thing, man. And again, a huge, huge game changer. And I would love to see this from other uh, companies to do, to, to do the same exact thing, man. You know, because it sucks. When the power goes out and you lose everything that you're in the game. Oh, you, you know? know that, Dan. It's the worst. It's, it's right. It's the I have, worst. I have one more really cool idea that I thought of with Quick Resume that would matter to me, right? And I have to look to you, Danny. I have to look to all the other content creators that have one. And maybe you can answer this for us later on. But I think some people should think about this, right? 
as we talk about Xbox and the ecosystem of play anywhere, anytime, right? And jumping between your consoles, your PC, and your mobile devices and being able to play those games with the cloud saves carrying over. My question is, is here's the hypothetical. Danny and I are playing The Witcher 3 on our Xbox Series X. We pause and put it into a quick resume state. Danny turns off his console and decides to go outside with me on a walk, but he's playing The Witcher on his mobile device with that cloud save. Say he's moving the cloud save, right? He's playing and going somewhere else. He stops that cloud save, goes over to his PC. That clicks on the cloud save. He keeps moving. My question is, is after all of that movement, if I return to my Xbox Series X with that quick resume and all the cloud save that is now moved to point C, will I still be at point A on my cloud save? Or when it quick resumes in and pings that server, will it automatically jump to my newest cloud save at point C, Danny, is what I really want to know with that quick resume still in, or will I have to load the game? Not like it's a long time, but will I have to reload the game? That's a great question. I've never so, thought about that. I'm, I'm probably going to test it out and I'll hook you up and you can talk you, about man. it on a podcast because I had no idea about this. That's a that great, mean, great question. That would mean the world to me because I noticed now with the, you know, X Cloud or really cloud gaming through Game Pass is what it's called. I play a lot of games now back and forth, right? I jump into bed, I'm playing it over there. I jump back and I love that the cloud save clicks on. Just something I had in my mind I'd love to know the answer to. I know that when you try to play games through Game Pass, the S Cloud, right? So I have my uh, one of my phones, and I start playing. It always sync online with the the service, exactly, right? right? Uh huh. So yeah. Whatever, whatever I'm at is already in in there on like the mobile device. But the, the like you said, if I start doing that, is that going to be the same exact? thing when i go back to my quick resume on a series x i don't know i haven't tried that yet, man so i have let to try that out really I exciting will. stuff you know. quick resume is definitely the future danny and another one that i can't wait to get in and can't wait to use myself as well as we keep going down the list of things that we've seen over the past three weeks of course we've seen an impressive transferring speed for games between the external hard drives that we're going to be plugging in with our old games into the memory card expansion into the ssd hard drive I am really impressed, Danny, with how fast these games are transferring, right? We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Me and my friends tested it. It took us 48 minutes to transfer Gears of War from an external hard drive onto an internal hard drive of the Xbox, you know, One X. It took a long time. And, of course, speeds are going to change with those certain hard drives and the capabilities. But to see them plugging that in and seeing Gears take three minutes onto that, that's pretty wild, Danny. Are you seeing that kind of speed, too? Yeah, I did the same exact thing. I was, because uh, I was setting up um, actually for our 368 experience with uh, uh, the Xbox Series X with Michael. So at home, I was um, changing certain, certain games. I was uh, sending it to my SSD because I was trying to make more space so I could download certain games. So when Michael gets to play at here at the studio, everything is available there, right? So I, I moved a lot of the big, huge games from from the Xbox Series X to the SSD and it transferred within minutes. So for example, I transferred uh Destiny 2, I had uh Gears of War, Halo 5, Guardian, certain games, and it was like within minutes. That's it really, really impressive, man, seeing the speed. You know, so I think that's that's awesome, man, that 
that they have that feature too, man, which a lot of people are not talking about it, but that's huge. You don't have to spend, like you said, 48 minutes just to transfer a game, man. Now you'll get from 48 to like maybe three, four minutes. That's that's crazy. It's incredible to think about, Danny, especially because in our next conversation you and I are about to have is these backwards compatible titles that are optimized for the Xbox Series X and S, but you're going to need them on that SSD, right? So regardless, I'm coming from that Xbox One ecosystem with my external, and I'm going to plug it in directly into that Xbox Series X and or S on day one, and it's going to be able to run those games. But the catch is, is I'm still going to need to transfer the ones that are most important, like the Gears 5, that's going to have the optimization patch, and other games that are going to need to be on that internal. So for me to see that timing and to know like that's what I'm going to be doing day one, that means the world to me. Time, convenience, speed. Let's get back to gaming, which is super awesome. Do you remember uh, playing Division 2? Yes. All right. So and you remember the loading time on the Xbox One X. It took a long time. A long time. Even the beginning of the game, right? Nine seconds on the Series X. Nine seconds. Nine <laughs> seconds. Nine seconds. That's crazy. So now, believe it or not, I feel like I'm not wasting my time now waiting for a game to load or I'm not checking my phone anymore. Now it's like, you're in. That's it. it. Because think about it. When you're playing a game and it's loading, I feel like it kills the experience in a way because you're like, you're hype and then you're like, oh, let me just wait. Now it's oh. like, now it's like everything is moving. So it's not killing the experience. You're still going to feel like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Like, I don't have to check my phone while it's loading anymore. That's it. Like, it's, I'm in. Nine seconds is insane, man, <laughs> for, for the Division 2. That's the dream, Danny. Like you talked about, the immersion factor, right? The being there and being present. And it is the worst. And I know everybody does it. I boot up The Witcher. I boot up Red Dead. And it's a two-minute long loading process. And the first thing I do is... I look right down at my phone and then you get in the spiral of I'm just scrolling, scrolling to the point where once the game does boot up, I'm almost like, what the heck am I doing? I'm like on Twitter. I don't want to play the game now. So I'm really excited. Like, let's throw that outside distraction away. Let's sit on the couch and let's game, which is super cool with these speeds that we're seeing. Yeah. And who knows in the future, man, once the next gen, next gen games comes out for the console, is it going to be fast too? I'm, I'm ready for that, man. I'm ready for that. I love that. Well, let's stick with some optimized games because over on the Xbox Wire, coming in from Will Tuttle, he has a big article about 30 optimized games on day one that will look and play best on your Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S. A little bit of the article reads, when you power on your Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S on November 10th, you will be greeted by the largest launch lineup in Xbox history. Games like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Watch Dogs Legion, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Gears Tactics, and Tetris Effect Connected will be some of the most anticipated next-gen games you can play on day one. The Xbox Series X and Xbox Series S will launch with 30 new games playable day one, 20 of them with smart delivery that are upgraded automatically and thousands of backwards-compatible titles across four generations. Now, if you don't know what optimized for the Xbox Series X and or S means, I got a quick little blurb for you that I've been saving in my pocket. Optimized for Series X and S, quote, showcases anything from virtually eliminating load times via the Xbox Velocity architecture, heightened visuals, and hardware-accelerated DirectX ray tracing 
powered by our custom next-generation GPU to steadier and often higher frame rates up to 120 FPS. So that means any of these games that are optimized, meaning the development team and the Xbox team work to make sure that they could take advantage of this new and improved hardware are going to be moving on with you. And they have 30 titles to talk about right now. So I'll just kind of read some of the big ones, kind of some of the wild ones. Of course, you have Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You look over, you have Ori and the Will of the Wisps. We've seen Grounded over here. Gears 5 is touting a big one. Dirt 5, Sea of Thieves, The Tourist, War Thunder, Watch Dogs Legion. One of the craziest ones, Cuisine Royale. You guys know that I'm a big uh, Battle Royale guy, so we'll talk about Cuisine Royale. But Danny, I mean, you've already had your hands on it. Now mm -hmm. to know that these are the titles that are going to be here day one, optimized, ready to go. What are some of the standout titles? And what are you most excited for to see these older games, you know, almost be made new again here on this new console? So let, let's, go with, uh, let's go with the new games, right? You know which game that I was not even thinking about? It was not on my radar that now I am super excited to play now. Yakuza, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Never played a series, ever. But playing that game, wow. It was so good. First of all, I'm a huge fan of JRPG, uh, turn-based, traditional JRPGs. It's so much fun, man. The story is awesome. It's really, really good. And I, I really want people to give that game a try when it, once it comes out for the Series X. So, highly recommend. I think that's, as of right now one of my top games more than assassin's creed more than watchdogs wow other games okay yeah, in, in my opinion yakuza is so good so good highly recommended that's um, really exciting yeah yeah really really good um now with the older games i am very excited to see how destiny 2 is gonna look starting november not december 10th yep mm -hmm. when the update the update comes out because talking to my co-host paris he would say to me, hey, Danny, when you play Destiny 2, 60 frame per second, game changer. You will not go back. You will not go back. So I'm excited to try that game out once it, the, the official update comes out, man. Also, the, from the newer games that's coming out, um, actually, technically, it's not new. It came out for the PlayStation 4, Tetris uh, Effect Connected. Um, this one now is the original Tetris Effect, but it's now is going to have online for the yep. first time. Because the previous game that came out for the PlayStation 4 was strictly single player, but the game was so good. The soundtrack is amazing. Uh, but this one is going to be online. And so that's another game I think that people should definitely try it out. And the most important thing, that game is going to be available day one on Xbox Game Pass. So cool. Yes. I love hearing that. For me, Danny, I got to say, I mean, it's time to get a new monitor, right? I need that big old high Hertz monitor so I can get all the frames per second, just like we've been touting here. But I look at Gears 5, right? That steady 4K60 that they're really going to target and lock into instead of having those dips that we've seen from Digital Foundry show off and so many other content creators. Gears 5 will be a really fun one for me to jump into with my friends, replay that campaign and play that multiplayer with that 120 oh. frames, that's going to be wild. I was about to say, I'm like 120 frames per second on that, uh, on that game? That's going to look crazy. It's going to look multiplayer only, of course, not, not, well, not a campaign. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that one too. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I'm really hoping my game is elevated. I, don't, I hear that frames wins 
games, but I'm not that good. So I don't know if it will elevate my game that much. Um, another one for me, Sea of Thieves, right? Sea of Thieves has had an incredible story, but there's one thing we can always agree on when you load in that game. Man, oh man, the water is beautiful. The game mm -hmm. is beautiful. I don't know how they made that game so beautiful and so much fun, but I can't wait to see it optimized for the Xbox Series X. If I thought the One X was beautiful, what is the next generation going to look like with this video game? It's going to be really cool to think about. And you know what? That game is actually a lot of fun, man. I think that people that have never tried that game and you're a subscriber to Game Pass, make sure to try that, that game out, man. It's a lot, a lot of fun. You and your friends out there trying to trying to find some treasure. Oh my god, it's super cool, cool man. And it's, it's cool. I, love, I just love the the clues in it. You, you have to like uh, go to different islands, and oh my god, it, it's a very different experience than other multiplayer games that is out there, man. So definitely try that game out, man. Plus, it's from Legendary Rare. They're legendary legends, man. You know? you know it. That's right. And then I mean, the final one, of course, everybody's gonna get at us in the comments. Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Everybody knows that this game is going to be elevated beyond belief with the visuals and the frames. So if you loved the Ori ones or if you haven't played Ori yet, mm -hmm. this optimized title with smart delivery is going to be absolutely bonkers. And I can't wait to play that one and cry all over again. And I think it's under 20 frames per second too, right? On that one? I FPS? believe so. Yep. Uh-huh. That's insane. That's so <laughs> just a big one just to hit one more time is... 20 of these games that we just listed out of the 30 will be with smart delivery. Meaning if you already own them on your Xbox one version, or if you have an upgraded day one, if you buy this game anywhere, you will always have the correct version to play. Whether I jump back on my Xbox one, I'll be playing that version. If I buy it and go download it on my Xbox series X, there's not an additional charge. There's not me buying a separate version or finding a separate version. They are going to install and download the best version possible for you on that Xbox Series X and S, which is like the coolest idea ever, Danny. And not only that, you forgot one more thing. If you're playing on the original console, let's say you're playing on the original OG Xbox One, right? You play those games and you're like, it's time to upgrade. You go and upgrade. You buy the Series S or the X. All this, the, the, the files that are saved from the, from the cloud you could transfer that and download the game for free, and it's gonna look even better on the next gen console, man. So you're not gonna you're not gonna miss anything, man. And you don't even have to buy any games, technically, at all. You just go with your with your games that you purchased previously, or even going back to the Xbox 360 days, games that you bought digitally, you could also transfer that to to the Xbox Series X or S. It's the coolest, Danny. And we also saw this week. Did you see the one article where they were saying that Microsoft has now taken away the paywall for Xbox 360 users, if you're still using that, that all of your saves now will go up into the cloud with no fee because you used to have to be Xbox Live Gold membership for that one. Now you don't need that. So all of your cloud saves will transfer to the next generation. I think that's a really cool one to entice people that may have skipped this generation, may still be playing on the 360. And to say, hey, you know what? We put that behind a paywall. We're going to remove that because we're going to make sure everything carries with you, which is something I brought up. I love that idea. And not only that, Mike, it's not only about the, the, the next-gen console. Again, I'm going to repeat this again. It's about Game Pass. Because even if you don't buy the console and you just have a mobile device, those game files 
from the Xbox 360 days. You could transfer that to your mobile device too, man. So again, you're not losing, you're not losing none of your your saves, man. So that that's that's good, man. Hey, think about this, man. Mike, back in the days when we used to play like Zelda or any of those games, we had batteries part of the cartridge, right? So once the battery dies, your whole saves dies too, man. So I had to leave my game inside of the the original Nintendo, so <laughs> so I won't I won't lose my my game files, man. And now oh, wow. you have you have that opportunity to transfer to different devices because of the cloud, man. So you're not gonna right now. It's a lot easier for you than comparing from us back in the days, man. So it's a good thing for all of us as a game. So cool. Man. Well, yeah, let me, while we're talking about games here, we're talking about optimized games, let's talk about the quote-unquote next-gen titles. And, Danny, you and I are both gamers. Everybody listening is a true gamer here, right? We've all played games, and we know that these launch titles, yes, they are touted as next-gen titles, and they will have some features. But in all honesty, we won't see the true next-gen power of games until three or four years down the road. You and I both know that. But for this kind of... New next-gen titles, Dirt 5 and Yakuza Like a Dragon. Of course, Gears Tactics is coming and Gears 5 being optimized during this kind of three-week period. What were some of your takeaways out of those four titles? Did you get to play them? Did you see the faster load times? Did you Were you impressed by the 120 frames? What did you think of those? Uh, so let's go again with Yakuza. I think out of all the games I play, that's my highlight. I, I, I can't wait to finally play the retail version because the one that I have is a preview build. So it's not the full game, uh, but it's it's so good. So good. So that's number one. Definitely got to get that game. Uh, I played Dirt 5. I think it's a decent game. I think if you're a fan of Dirt, you're going to like it. Uh, I, I'm a fan of racing games. It's cool, but it's not for me. It's not for me. I, but again, if you're a fan, you're going to like it. Um, and it looks good. Graphically, it looks good. Uh, remember, too, like, I, I know there was um, people talking about it online um, saying, oh, it doesn't look good, whatever, right? But that game is going to be available also for other platforms. But for what it is, I think it's really, really awesome. You should check it out. Try it out. Um, and also, Gear Tactics, it, it's, it's cool. I know that game was available on PC. I don't have a PC. Do you, do you, have you played it yet? or? I played Gears PC? Tactics on a PC that I owned in 2016. So it was chugging to say the least. <laughs> and I'm very okay. excited to play it on the new Xbox for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to be good. Uh, really, really good. But again, I'm going to go back. Yakuza, I think, is the, is the game for people to definitely check out. Out of okay. all those games. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm repeating that again. <laughs> Just so everybody knows. Yeah, exactly. We didn't really get to see from what I saw. And of course, Danny will tell you first firsthand. There wasn't many titles because this was embargoed and you also have to work with other teams and their games, right? So these preview mm -hmm. units that we saw people use, we didn't see much of these next-gen titles, right? These next-gen launch titles like Dirt 5, Yakuza Like a Dragon, anything mm -hmm. past that. So it's nice to hear a little bit about that because we really talked about backwards compatibility this whole time. Well, I, I do have to mention, I already played Watch Dogs and I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which oh. is great games. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I did the last time I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I actually had my Xbox Series X connected to, uh, controller connected to the PC, and that's how I play. I was like, you know what? I want to make believe this is the Series X. <laughs> so I did that on awesome. purpose. So no, but the game, the games are, they're really, really good. I think I like more. Both games are good. 
they're not bad. But I, I, I enjoyed more uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla more than the Watch Dogs. But you definitely should check it out, man. Really quick, and and this is I, like I, I love Assassin's Creed. It's a, it's one of those series that I forget how much I, I, I am a fan of. Um, yeah. And I have uh, I really liked Origins. I was so so on Odyssey, and I think the the changes that are being made uh, from Odyssey to Valhalla are going to be interesting. I, I I don't know how I'm going to feel about it until I really have that full game in my hands. But I will say, like, pay attention to Watch Dogs. Like, I'm not the biggest Watch Dogs fan. Like, I I think I beat the first one. I don't even remember finishing the second one. But the systems that they've got going on in uh, Legion are really really cool. So just like a recommendation, okay. like make oh, sure. Oh no no to, definitely yeah 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 like. Check that. No. Keep mm-hmm. keep your eyes peeled on that one because that that's going to be a game that does some interesting shit. Yeah, it is a game changer because when you're out there, the city of London, you see you're going to see a lot of people walking around. You could recruit anybody that's there to be part of the team and do any other missions that you want from there, man. So, like, let's say, Mike, let's say you want a lawyer. Because that lawyer is going to help your character. If he gets arrested or he or she gets arrested, your lawyer will get that character even faster out of prison or oh, jail. What? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those. So like, that's really it's like cool. lawyers. Yeah. I think like if you recruit, uh, recruit um, even like uh, officers uh, who might like help mm-hmm. you out in the system, like they can like help you uh, get people out of uh, jail quicker, stuff like that. Um, there's like not just like the moment to moment skills that you can use in actual gameplay of sneaking people in, but there are like these passive mm-hmm. things uh, that you have to think of uh, when building your team of recruiting everybody from London. It is seriously yeah. just like a, such a fascinating game. I think it'll be. I think this will be the most fascinating Watch Dogs to date. Whether it reviews well or whatever, I don't know. But I uh-huh. think this will be the one that people like actually talk about for more than just uh, like a, a, a week, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree okay. with that. That's now, exciting. Uh, uh, another game that I'm very excited, of course, Cyberpunk 2077. I'm ready for that too, man. So, so yeah, technically these games are not next-gen, but it's going to look better. And again, loading time is going to be a lot better than if you have the older console, man. So I think this year is going to be a good year for for games, man, for gamers, for sure, especially the holiday season. So exciting. Well, let's round it out with uh, the final thing that we've seen. Of course, we saw the box, right? We had the fun uh, rumor that it was having heating issues. It could melt and burn your hands. Of course, we've debunked that. Danny will even tell you he left it on for two days. It's not that hot, so don't worry about it. And what we've also heard, or not actually heard at all, is the fan. We've heard that it's really, really quiet, running very well. And that's exciting to me when I look at that, you know, giant tower. I think, man, this is a really cool design. I love knowing that it's cooling, it's running well. And I love to know that the fan is quiet, right? That's a big one that everybody talks about as gamers, no matter if you're on the PlayStation side, the Xbox side, on your PC, fans just tend to get loud sometimes. Things get hot. And to find out, hey, they've done a really good job with this setup on the new Xbox to really prevent that. That sounds exciting. Now, Danny, you've had it. Is that fan really that quiet? It's like this. That's how quiet it is, like that. (laughs) No (laughs) No sound. No sound. sound. But see, look, I have the original Xbox One, and also I had a PlayStation 4, the original one, right? It was pretty loud. It was very, very loud. And this one is the first time, like, wow, there's like, no sound at all. It's it's impressive how, again, we haven't seen the Series S at all. I don't know how it is, but I, I definitely want to 
ch- try that out once it comes out um, next month. But they did a pretty good job with it, man. Really, really got a good job with the the design of the of the of the console overall, and it's super quiet. I love that. I love hearing that. And I have an awesome question coming in from one of our best friends, a kind of funny best friend, Nick. Mm-hmm. He has two questions regarding the Xbox Series X that he would love your insight on, Danny, because you have one and I don't. So let's, let's go it. through it. You ready? Number mm-hmm. one: Are you concerned about getting dust into the Xbox Series X when it is vertical, as the holes in the top seem pretty large? If you are concerned, what's a good way to combat this? That's a great question. Again, it's only been a month <laughs> or oh, no, a couple of weeks with the console. I don't know, man. I think uh, I feel like the holes on top, it's, it's, a, it's pretty big. Like I was even worried. Or actually, this is what happened to me uh, a couple of days ago. I was wearing a hoodie, right? And um, one of my... <laughs> My laser, it went in into the console, and you hear the fan. It, it touched the fan. No way, yeah. really? Oh, that's a, a pretty mistake. big hole, then. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it's pretty big. That's it's pretty big. Hole. And okay. I know, I know, Gary and Alana, you had the conversation a couple of weeks ago. Like, what happened if you have like a young kid that have like a crayon and put it in there? So, again, we haven't seen this out there to the public. So, I'm wondering how's that going to work. Um. But I don't know when it comes to that. What he, the question he was asking about, um, like the uh, dust. It's only been a couple of weeks, so I haven't really had that experience. So I really don't know, man. So, um, but so far so good. Um, it, it's been good. Um, when it comes to like the sound has been very very low. It's not loud at all. Everything's been working right. It doesn't heat up. So, so far so good, man. So I haven't okay. seen the Series S. So I don't know if it's the same thing. Hopefully, we'll find out about that next month once it once it releases. That's exciting. I mean, ways to combat it. Just keep on it. Keep your eyes out on there. Don't put a video game on top of it, whatever you do. I mean, no. you technically can. It will still run, and it will breathe. But, like, don't do that, you know? Let it breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, final what's question that? coming in. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. No, what's the, what's the next question? Oh, yeah. Final question coming in from Nick. He says, will current play and charge kits fit in the new controller? I heard the battery compartment is smaller than the current controllers danny you have one of those controllers i don't know if you have the play and charge kits but do you think that battery will fit in just like it does from you know the xbox one will it, it fit into this new one it does fit because i have that for my original controllers from the okay. last last console and it works fine it works fine i've been using that the whole time ever since i got the the, the system wow Okay, good. To, now, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. I'm not going to lie to you because those are kind of expensive, something you don't really buy all the time, right? And mm-hmm. it's nice to know that that's going to carry over a transition into a new one. That's awesome, Danny. Thanks for answering yeah, that one. It's the same size. It's not. There's nothing really big or different compared to like the, the Xbox One controller and this one. It's the same size. Um, I did notice that maybe it's because I was playing a lot. I don't know, but um, I did notice that the battery... Uh, lasted less compared to the previous one. Maybe it's because I'm playing a lot now, so I'm going to test it out again. Uh, but yeah, it, it works fine. It definitely works fine on that. Okay. Well, Nick, thank you so much for watching, listening, and supporting not only the Kind of Funny X-Cast, but of course the Kind of Funny crew. So thank you for writing in on this week. To round out our topic of just talking about the box, I have two quick ones. Of course, I want to celebrate accessibility and I want to celebrate the team over at Xbox continuing to push forward 
make strides and continue to try to be better. And that's all I could ever ask for in the world. So this one is coming in from VG247. The article is Xbox Series X has tactile indicators to help the visually impaired. This is by Dom Papat over at VG247. Apologize if I uh, mispronounced your name as always. Microsoft has added tactile indicators to the Xbox Series X hardware for visually impaired people and to help with reach around cabling. Bryce Johnson, inclusive, inclusive lead at Microsoft devices and the brain behind the Xbox adaptive controller revealed the design detail on Twitter. Microsoft has, has, has been making great strides when it comes to accessibility in gaming. And this latest hardware reveal shows that the company is dedicated to continuing its accessible approach into the next generation. And so, of course, you can check it out on the tweet. There's a cool photo, and Danny will tell you, on the back of the Xbox Series X, right there with all the different ports that you'll be plugging into, there is tactile indicators right there that you're going to be able to feel and know which one. Danny, this is really cool, and I know Alana Pierce would be pretty pumped up about accessibility being pushed forward. What do you think about this? You know, this is very small, but it's important. It's cool. And we're making strides in the right direction. What do you think about this? The key thing, they're also part of our community, man. So it's like when you play, um, I'm going to think of a game there here. I don't want to mention no games that I played. I'm under NDA. But uh, there's games that I love that you can increase the look of, of the font of, of uh, the caption. Because there's people that are probably going to have issues when it's, the letters are too small. It's going to be hard for them to to read, right? So having that access is going to be a great thing for them because they I want them to also be part of the experience that we're having too, you know. So shout out to Tony Polanco. What I uh, he's he's a good friend of mine. He's like my brother, man. You know, he's been uh, in the wheelchair for all his life, right? I, I he's a journalist, and I told him this. I go, look, man, I want you to change the industry i want you to talk about this your experience as a journalist why not hit up hit up companies like xbox playstation or nintendo and talk to them like how are they changing um for next gen that's going to help people that are, are disabled that are having issues uh playing a game or or reading uh, a font or letters from like their games and stuff like you should bring that up, man, because by you bringing that up, it's, it's going to force companies to make that change, man, because there's going to be a lot of people going to miss that opportunity. That they're going to miss that experience like, like that we're having right now. So I think it's a good thing that that Xbox is doing that, man, for, for everybody, man. So all of us can have the same experience man, overall. Oh, you so. said it so well. They're part of our community, and we're all part of this community, and we're making exactly. strides to make things better each and every time. And Man, oh man, Danny, I've had a terrific Friday afternoon with you. We've started with some heartwarming stuff. We started with some smiles and we're ending with another heartwarming one that gives me chills because I love when people go out there and try their best every single day and make a positive impact on this place called Earth. So thank you for that. Danny, I've had a ton of fun. Where can everybody find you? What awesome stuff are you doing? Let's, his, let's celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month one more time here with me on the Kind of Funny X cast. Tell everybody what's up. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm very vocal there. Uh, Godfrey, G-O-D-F-R-E-E. Or you can also find me on any podcast app. Just search for Gamertag Radio. We release two episodes 
um, every week. Um, and with my co-hosts, uh, Paris Lilly and Peter Toledo. Um, and yeah, man, I'm just having a good time. I can't wait to talk more about the Series X um, because th- that's the console that we have and also Paris. So uh, I can't wait for the games. They're going to be coming out pretty soon, uh, like Watch Dogs, uh, Assassin's Creed, Tetris, Connect, uh, Tetris Effect Connected, and also Cyberpunk in the future. And one game that I'm very excited to try it out is The Medium because I love horror games. Love horror games, so can't wait. That's coming out, I think, in December, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So definitely, I'm a huge fan of of uh, the developers of that uh, game because they also worked on Layers of Fear. They also worked on Blair Witch. That was also available on Game Pass, Xbox Game Pass. So yeah, can't wait. Love it, Danny. Thank you so much for joining me for episode 14 of the Kind of Funny X-Cast. I've been one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike. For myself, Gary Whittle, Alana Pierce, who couldn't join us today, and my guy, Barrett Courtney, behind the scenes. Thank you all so much for rocking with us. This has been the Kind of Funny X-Cast. Thank you for powering our dreams. Go have a good one out there. See you, everybody.